0: Ready for Love Radio, this is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Now, you know, I have this impression that one of the best ways for us to find out answers and to get to know things is to ask questions. And I think anybody that's listened to this show for more than about 15 minutes will discover that I love to ask questions. And maybe that's one of the reasons that I have a radio show, because <laughs> I have a good excuse to ask questions. And, you know, the other day, I had company, and I got to, I got to meet a new person. And I was discussing with a couple friends of mine who, who are dating, and I, I was asking them if, you know, how they would like to... Be presented with questions to ask one another to get to know each other better. And one of them said, Why would we want somebody to give us questions to ask? And I said, Well, because you're likely not gonna think of every question to get to know more about each other. Because you know, you're you're gonna have certain questions in mind, but It would be good to have other questions suggested because you just won't think of all of them. So we were discussing, you know, the presentation of questions and that kind of thing. Somebody has put together a game called You're Pulling My Leg that does that very thing. He gives you a bunch of questions that you can use to learn more about people. And he just so happens to be with me today. So, Alan, it's great to have you with me.
1: Oh, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: And you know, I, I I have to tell you a little bit of trivia from when I was a kid. I used yes. to love to make up games. I did. Oh, I did. Wow. They my. My parents used to pick on me. My brother doesn't remember, I don't think, but I used to make up games and and I would make the little cards for people to pick up, and I'd I'd make all the little spaces and and I had I had matchbox cars because I you know I I was like and still am a tomboy, and so I'd I'd have the little pieces you know and and of course mom's little you know. Um, thimble and all this kind of stuff that you could use on the board and dice and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) I wanted to make games as a kid. I never, I never did anything with any of them, but I always was making them games.
1: Oh, that's great. I love it.
0: This is, this is cool that I get to talk to like a real game creator. This is I've never done that
1: before. Oh, that's so fun. I, you know, I didn't start making games until much, much later. In my life. Um, and I, the game that you're talking about, you're pulling my leg, the very first version of it that I created was t- for two friends who were dating each other as a gift to help them get to know each other better. And I went to an art supply store and I got. The kind of things you were talking about, like, you know, you said a symbol and you know, this and that. And I got, like, a little jar that I used as a, a shaker for the, the die and cards and a box. Actually, a little tea, lunch box that I put the whole thing you know. into – so, so I was reliving some of your childhood dreams when I was first creating this game. <laughs> and
0: I was I was asking them. I said, you know, would would it be easier in like a book form or like in a set of sheets where you you have like different lists and that kind of thing, or or in cards? You know, how would you prefer to have it? So, I mean, I was I was quizz last Saturday, no, Super Bowl Sunday. I was quizzing them right here on my couch. So I mean, I was just doing this. So this is. This is this is perfect timing. So, I, oh, that's so while funny. while I had them, while I had them like right here, and I could grill them, I was I was doing my own little case study.
1: That's up <laughs> so, And did you learn something interesting from that? Well, they they decided
0: that they liked the idea of cards, so they could make it more of a game. Otherwise, nice. it would feel like. A- it, it would feel like an inquisition they they felt oh, you know?
1: interesting right yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, you know so you know like you're you're getting out your little book you know to right. and all this oh it was it was hysterical the faces they were making at me for that, so yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> now were you playing you're pulling my leg with them, or were you asking them your own questions
0: I was, I was asking my own just to kind of get oh, their opinion. Okay.
1: Yeah, as a oh, couple. Yeah. Okay, that's great.
0: Yeah, but so I because I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of questions for for a couple to go through, but I was trying to figure out you know what what form to put it in. So
1: right, right, yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, it's funny. I I, I start off. They were on cards in the first iteration of the game, and then I most recently turned it into a book form because i realized that with times the way times have changed that it's really helpful to have something that's very portable you can play over zoom you can play wherever you can tuck it into you know someone can tuck it into their purse into their backpack very easy to take away but i, I take around but i i took the cards and now the cards are actually printed on the pages where you know so you still have that card feeling but it's now within the convenience of a book.
0: <laughs> well, and and you could you know for traveling because I I know friends I've got you know when we're in the car we sometimes do do this kind of thing you know when I I mm. look it up and well and I I keep some accessible on my phone for that very reason you know mm. or you could do even like you know in in like a bar quiz. Uh, trivia kind of thing, you know, and you could pull up like a sheet and each person have like Mm. 10 questions that they could do. So, I mean, there's lots, lots of varieties and variations you could use to it. So I was, but, but um, like I said, while, while I had them right here in front of me, you know, kind of, you know, trapped on the couch, I figured I'd, you know, get their opinions. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> my my little case study. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but yeah, that, you, you, you got to use what you've got while you've got it, right? <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. So, so let me let me just give the audience a little bit of background. This is this is Alan Wolf. He's an author, writer, game creator, director, and a producer. And the the games that he's created he's got he's got several have won thirty nine awards. That is so awesome, and have <laughs> been been played by hundreds of thousands of people all around the world. And his first novel, Hooked, which I was reading about, it sounds so cute, was adapted into a movie that brings awareness to human trafficking and autism. And is going to be released later this year. He's also wrote, directed, and produced the thriller In My Sleep, which the the trailer looks really good for that, and was released in theaters. And I just found out this afternoon is actually on Amazon Prime which I'm going to watch later. And it says, it never rests. It's a credit to the tight, tight, psychological, astute pacing. And I I love those kind of movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That that was a quote from the Hollywood Reporter. That was our, our first review was from the Hollywood Reporter. So I was so, Excited to get that from them.
0: <laughs> Definitely, I like those ones that 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 keep you going on the edge of your seat and like mess with your head. I like that kind of stuff.
1: Yes, that's exactly yes. what it's like.
0: Yes, and your bio says that you married your Persian princess, and you're raising two children, one six and one four, and you enjoy traveling the world. And what what's this about five hundred trips to Disneyland? <laughs> Did I read that
1: right? <laughs> you did. You did actually. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but I that was actually my main inspiration writing spot. So I would take weekly, if not sometimes twice weekly, trips to Disneyland, and I would just find a spot in the park and I would write. I would work on screenplays. I would work on um, games. And it was just a a very inspirational place for me. I realized I got a lot done there because I just was focused in what I was doing there the whole time. And then if I got to a point where I needed some inspiration, I would stop. I would put my computer in my backpack and I would go ride Space Mountain or something to help, you know, inspire me again. But I did that for, for years and years. So I added those up and I was like, wow. I've been there over 500 times.
0: <laughs> my brother would be so jealous. Oh my, I have to go in that next to my brother.
1: <laughs> it's great. Like I, you know, I love that everything at Disneyland is based on story. So here right. I am, you know, working on stories in the midst of stories. And I remember one time I was working uh, on a, a bench across a Matterhorn, and I was working on, I think, the, the, the screenplay for, for Hooked. And... The, uh, the Mad Hatter and Alice walked by and the Mad Hatter said, oh, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm working on a movie. And so he took the computer and started reading the lines and then had Alice read the other lines as a, as a, as a crowd formed. And it was really funny, but also very surreal. I thought Lewis Carroll yeah. creations are now reading something that I'm creating. It was very, yeah, it was very trippy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could. Yeah, talk about
0: going down the rabbit hole.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Interesting.
1: Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So I thank the cast members at the beginning, the, in the foreword of, of my book, Hooked, I, I thank the Disney cast members for being so kind to me while I was working <laughs> on the novel at Disneyland.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Interesting, interesting. Now, see, I, I just get inspired at the beach. <laughs> mm,
1: yes, it's an inspiring place as well.
0: Yeah, well, see, all, all of my novels have lighthouses in them. So,
1: oh, so I, and interesting. I
0: did, I did that strategically, so then when I need inspiration or I need to edit, it's very helpful to go to the beach. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And and they're all set <laughs> on the east coast since I'm on the east coast. So mm. there there is a logic to the madness. I mean a a method to the to the yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very strategic.
0: Yeah. See, see, pe- people don't always see the logic, but I thought you might. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, see, and people think it's just just a coincidence. It's like, oh yeah, uh huh. Especially the <laughs> <Right>. next time. <laughs> so.
1: I know. I need to write a screenplay that takes place in Disneyland or in some place, Italy, Paris, yeah, some place that I have to visit in order to make it to finish it. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And then you, you, you have to, you have to do research.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, gracious.
0: But yeah, it it works. It does. You know, you, authenticity must have authenticity. Yes. And I, and I actually do do research while I'm there. <laughs> so,
1: right, right, right. Of course,
0: it was, it was funny. I was, I was there one time and at the opening of my book, I had this horrible, horrible, well, I mean, I always have a hurricane in my books, right? And I was there one time, and um, it it was a really, really bad storm. And it it was a hurricane. I always find a hurricane in history at some point to include in the book. And uh, it, 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 no joke, felt like and sounded like the the roof was going to come off the building and I'm sitting there going hmm. did did I tempt a little too much by coming down to edit the story you know <laughs> 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 Meanwhile <laughs> you're
1: writing about the creaking roof coming off in in your novel so
0: Well and and, and, and no out. joke the, the roof did come off of my my the house in the book so oh <laughs> and, and it, it it was the wind was so bad that no kidding it did I I had to go wash my vehicle because the sand was on it so bad that I couldn't get it off any other way. I I, I literally had to take water, and you wouldn't believe what I had to do just to clean the windshield enough to get to the car wash. It was Mm -hmm. that bad. So yeah, it wow. was. I'm like, I, should I do this again? <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe maybe nature is telling me something. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. You know, only only another author would fully get the impact of that.
1: <laughs> so, right, right, right. I I'm hear like, you. Well, and
0: I had I had a bunch of friends that were were like a mile and a half up the beach in another house and they're all like, This is her fault. This is her fault. I'm like <laughs> she had to come here
1: for her hurricane story. I know, yeah. I know.
0: But yeah, you know, they were they were all bad mouthing me. We <laughs> <laughs> had incredible sunrises and sunsets. <laughs> so, so so you came up with this did did you come up with it because of them or did
1: you have the idea before that or it was really because of them uh my friend rob very close friend and he was dating someone named summer and it was christmas time and i just thought uh, yeah i just want to create something kind of like you were doing with your friends on the couch like how how could i help them you know get to know each other better and so I, I mean, I eventually came up with over 600 questions and I gave it to them as a present. They really loved it. They played it. Eventually they got married, they had kids, but then I, I created other prototypes and played it with friends. And then the friends started encouraging encourage me and said, oh, you should turn this into a real game. And I thought, oh, wow. And so I did some research and ultimately uh, that's what I did. And as part of that, you know, went to do, you know the toy fair in uh, in New York City, to all kinds of game conventions where I introduced the game and got to play it with just I mean I I've played it probably with just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> so I've learned all kinds of interesting facts about people. I mean, on, on every card. Uh, there are there's usually one, deep, one or two kind of deep questions and then a lighter question. And then every few cards, there's a wild card, which sounds- you know, just kind of mixes up the game and the direction of the game. But then after you ask the question, then the person who's answering it um, flips a coin. And if it lands on heads, they'll tell you a true story. Tales. they're going to make up a story and then you use uh, then you guess on how much you think they're, they're s- telling a true or a false story. You vote with one, two, or three points and then if you're correct, the, you win those points and if you are incorrect, you subtract those points from your score and then the first person to 21 points wins.
0: Oh. yeah! Well, I, I saw the wild card where you you know, where you could end up losing your winning points. So
1: yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. And that, that helps out different folks. You know, it's uh, it's as you're playing along, someone might say, Oh, I'm I'm a little behind. I'm feeling discouraged. And then a wild card will come up and then anyone can win, you know, at a wild card. So it just really helps to kind of mix up the pace of the game and just adds a little twist, you know, a few twists as you're playing it, which keeps it fun.
0: Well I like I like the creative aspect where if you if you make up a really good story you can mess with people, so that's fun too.
1: <laughs> I know. It's weird because you I I mean, you just learn the most fascinating things about people, but then as you're trying to make up a story, I mean you're also it, it pulls on your creativity. I mean the we have a version for kids as well that's called Deploy My Leg Junior. And the National Parenting Center uh, wrote this really glowing review, and they they talked about how it helped to teach kids how to think creatively, how to tell convincing, compelling stories. And the parents realized, oh, my gosh, this is storytelling, where it's a game that's actually helping people to creatively tell stories. And I, I didn't think about that as I was first creating it, But it's been a fun side effect to hear because, you know, wood is storytelling. It's making up, you know, stories and, you know, interesting, compelling stories and facts and, you know, and people's history. So that's been a fun kind of aspect of the game is that that's it's really called up people and challenged them to do that as well. Well, I love things that encourage creativity.
0: And I, I don't think we really have enough of that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I love stuff that that encourages creativity hmm. and, and definitely I, l- I love that you said c- compelling creativity, because like I hmm. said, the more compelling it is, the more possibility you're going to sell them on it.
1: So, right. Yes, exactly. And then sometimes when you're playing, you take a different approach and you kind of underplay it. And then the person thinks there's no way that's true, you know,
0: <laughs> so,
1: and just things that people share. I mean, uh, I remember I was playing recently with someone who um, talked about an experience in their childhood, and he talked about how he um, came over from Cuba, and he went, immediately went into an orphanage, and then he was adopted after a few years, and he talked about the experience of the orphanage, and it was the most amazingly made-up story, and I said, that's an incredible story that you made up, and it's false, and he's like, no, no, it's actually true that is my life story. And I thought, wow, I've known this person for years and I never knew that that, that that was his origin. So that's been a fun aspect of it as well, is that you just learn all kinds of interesting facts about people that from questions that you normally might not think to ask, like kind of like what you're saying to your friends, you know, there there's so many questions that, that might take a while to get to in a conversation or questions that you might never think to ask. And it's been fun for me as I've played it with people that I get to ask them all these, this range of questions that, that helps me get to know people in new and really interesting ways.
0: Well, I was, I was looking through cause you know, y'all, y'all sent me four or five pages of samples and I was just thinking about how, what, how I would answer the questions when I was mm-hmm. looking through them and I was thinking about things I hadn't thought of in ages you know, oh, so it, it wow. even your own your own imagination and memories. Mm. Well, and and mm. it, that was interesting timing for me too because I was I was looking at something on Facebook the other night, and I actually did a search for a friend of mine that I haven't seen. Do I, how do I want to tell you this? Let's just say since I was about ten or eleven. Because her family moved away. And let's just say that's been decades. We won't say that exactly <laughs> happened. And so I sent a message to her. I found her. Turns out she's living back in, in the same town where I am now. Oh, haven't wow. seen her in well over 30 years at least. Hmm. And she replied, and we talked for hours and hours that night and talked about people and things I haven't thought about since I was 10 or 11, right? Wow. So, so between all of that, I've I've got all these memories floating through my head. I I seriously haven't thought about in thirty forty years. You know. Wow. So mm. so that was another way that it was it was bringing back memories for me that I haven't thought about in years either. So it was mm. kind of interesting that way too. So you you can relearn things about yourself and learn things about
1: other people too. So. Mm. And, yeah, and that, that's interesting. You say that. <laughs> Uh, I, it's it's interesting you say that because I I did get feedback where grandparents were enjoying playing it with their grandchildren because the grandchildren don't often get or they don't know what to ask their grandparents often but, right. but and maybe they're just too busy with their devices or whatever to even want to engage. But the grandparents found that, oh, this is a way that they can actually find out about my history and their life story in a way right. that's fun, that feels competitive with the kids, and it's just been a new way for them to engage. So it's been right. really inspiring for me to hear stories like that.
0: Well, that's that's true. I was just thinking, too, because I've, I've got a cousin that's about half my age, and by the time they came along, all of us were, you know, Wow! By the t- yeah, we were at least our mid twenties by the time him and his sister were born, so they they missed all of us growing up, you know. Mm. And so there was there was a lot of stuff in the family they know nothing about, you know. And mm. I, I talked to him quite a bit. We chat a lot on Facebook, and he's like, you know, I I I missed. So much of all of y'all's lives, and by the time we were here and we were kids, y'all were adults, and had, you know y'all y'all were gone. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so all of these kind of things are ways for us to share stuff that that younger relatives are curious about, and and they just right. they don't know. You know, because a lot of times we'll be talking about something, and I'll mention something. And he's like, "That's so cool," or, or you know, there's something <laughs> around the house they see, and they have they have no idea that there's a cool story behind it. You know, or or mm. like with him, he he saw this like like little concrete foundation out back, and and just never knew what it was. And there's a really cool story behind what it was, and what used to be there, and what we used to do, and all this. And I
1: mentioned, he's like, oh, is that what that is? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, right. Yeah. You know, and you know, what's interesting. I mean, I feel like in our culture we can get so caught up in the news of the moment and let that yeah. dominate our conversations. But I mean, a year from now, five years from now, like no one cares. Like it's going to already yeah. be gone. It's not going to matter. But the, the story about what's in your backyard Like, that's going to be repeatable. Like, someone's going to run and remember that. Like, the story of your history and your own, you know, your relationships. I mean, all that is what's going to endure. But it's so, it's interesting that as a a culture, how, how we can get distracted from that and forget that what's, so interesting are just the people that are in our lives and the stories that we're all carrying around with us. And just, there's so much value in diving into those and finding out more and just growing closer to each other in that way.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like I said, it's a, it's a cool way to share so many different stories that we might Mm -hmm. not have thought about or taken the time to share, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that younger generations i i think it's good for them to know cuz there's just and you know so many people just don't focus on what happened before they were born and there's a mm. lot of cool stuff that happened before they were born you know i've met some people and they're they're like well i don't care what happened before i was born it's just not important yeah, you know, it is. It, it, that's, I, I, can't, I can't imagine that attitude. I'm, I'm mm. a history nut. I love all kinds of phases of history. I just, I do, you know. And I'm very much a believer that if you don't learn from history, you're, you know, you're going to repeat it and probably the bad stuff, you know. But yeah. there's just so many cool things that have happened before we got here. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I I appreciate the advances that have happened, you know, even even over my lifetime. But a lot of neat stuff happened before I got here, too. So.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. But
0: lots of lots of cool stuff we can share with with people younger. And I mean, I I spent a lot of time growing up with people that were my parents age, you know, Mm. and I learned a lot Spending time mm. with them, you know, mm. and I've, I've always tried to spend time with people that are younger than me and share things with them. Cause I know how much it did for me. So. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I'd love as just a, as a, just as a, for world culture for us to just get back to that, you know, of discovering people's stories of sitting down and asking questions about the past, about, mm-hmm. you know, your future dreams, you know, just, you know, and it, It's easier, I feel like in some ways it's easier to talk about that hot topic from the news because that's the thing that's, you know, capturing our attention. But I think the thing that's going to really have lasting value is when we just, you know, sit across from someone and just ask them about their story.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's so much more important. Mm. And that's, that's that's the kind of things we all need to focus on in figuring out, us and, and where we're going and our purpose and all that kind of thing, you know?
1: Oh, completely.
0: But that got deep, didn't it? <laughs> I like it. I like it. See? I, I told you I like to get people thinking. <laughs> Who knew? And no, we're not pulling your leg on that one. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, so I think my my next question was going to be how can people develop more meaningful relationships when playing the game? I think we kind of went there a little bit. What do you think? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, my hope is that people use it as a tool in that way. I mean, and I love the book, the new book version because it is so portable, and you can get it on Kindle as well. So it's something that that you can take and play in every circumstance. Like, people have told me they played on on car trips, you know, while they're standing in line, while they're just sitting around, you know, in their living room at night over dinner dinner table. One uh, parent told me that his her um, six year old Got a hold of it, and she said, "I want you to ask me a question from this every morning at breakfast." So it's so dear. So every morning, the mom just asks a question out of the book to uh, her daughter, and they just are gen- in this really gentle process of getting to know each other better through through answering questions in the book. So it's—I feel like it's such an important building block. Uh, you know, in terms of building any meaningful relationship, is just knowing that person's history, knowing uh, their hopes, dreams, desires. Like, so I try to touch on all those topics as I was writing all the the hundreds of questions that are in the game.
0: Well, and some some are silly, some are deeper. Some, I mean, is, yeah. you've got
1: a nice variety from the ones that I've seen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, and the person chooses which one they want to to answer as well. So. That kind of helps. Um, you can also play it where the someone gets to ask the question too. So it has a lot of flexibility depending on how people like to play. That's what I was. That's what I was getting ready to ask because mm-hmm.
0: I, I noticed there were two or three. I'm like, okay, wait a second. How do you how do you do that? Because I I've got all this stuff, but not the instructions. <laughs> so...
1: Ah yes yes yes. Well yeah, you just go card by card. There are three questions on each card. And the storyteller reads the two questions and then he sa- he or she says, Okay, I'm gonna answer this question, and then they roll that's when they uh they flip the coin and only they see, you know, how the coin flips, and then and then they proceed to tell either true or false story. And then people use their fingers to motion whether they think it's true or false. So you point one, two, or three fingers up if you think it's true, you point them down if you think it's false. So if you're really confident, you'll bet three points because you're going to get those points and if you're not so confident you'll bet less you know you'll vote with less fingers because if you're wrong of course then you have to subtract those points from your score so uh you you quickly figure out how well you know the people that you're playing with although i must say what's for me been a fun part of this adventure i will play this with people who have been married for 25 years and they just say they'll start the game by saying you know what, we know each other really well, I don't know, you know, we probably won't be great, you know, at this, because we'll always know whether we're telling a true or a false story. Every time they fool each other, well, they'll pull out <laughs> something where they'll fool their spouse of 25 years. I mean, wild. Always happens. Mm-hmm. Always both parts happen where they warn me, they know each other really well. And then on the flip side, they'll fool the other person with a story the other person has not heard of yet. It, it, it's crazy to think of that you could be married that long and even longer and still have stories from your, your past or things that you're thinking about that the person you're with doesn't even know about.
0: I would I would think that would be a lot of the fun, though, is thinking of stories right. the other person doesn't know. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, because you're digging through your past. You're like, what <laughs> is that that one thing I had not yet shared or i maybe I forgot about. <laughs> so, like, there's gotta be something. Exactly.
0: That's so, funny. <laughs> that's so bad.
1: <laughs>
0: so how is the game? Let, let's take this a little bit closer to home. How has the game helped
1: you and your wife? Mm. Well, you know, I mean, we've been married 11 years and, I, at first I brought it, I remember she told me later, she knew I was getting serious when I started bringing it on our dates because she <laughs> thought, Oh, he really wants to get to know me. But, and I did, you know, obviously. So I wanted to ask as many questions as I could, but then even now, I mean, we continue to pull it out because, you know, even though we've been together for 11 years, they're just, there are just parts of your, your past or stories that you don't yet know. So it's kind of a, it's a lighthearted way of of being able to talk about things like and i you know because sometimes it can maybe feel intimidating where you're just sitting across from each other and just asking deep questions but when it's in the context of a game it adds this kind of fun element where you're like oh is it true is this person making it up i'm going to get points if i if i vote correctly so it just adds this fun kind of new element where you're simultaneously getting to know each other better. So I, I mean, continue to this day to find out interesting things about my wife and she finds out things from me that she didn't know about. And it's, you know, it's just because we've all lived many, you know, many years of our lives and have many adventures. So it, I think for us it helps keep things fresh and, You know, after you've been married for a while, you might think, oh, I know this person. You know, it's not much more to explore there. Maybe. I mean, we're just 11 years in, so we're not quite at that space yet. But but the fun part is that you then discover, oh, no, there are things that, that I don't know. Or I created all 600 questions are questions you can answer in more than one way. So I knew... I couldn't – I didn't want to create questions that only had one answer because then you can only play it once. It's like, oh, I knew the answer. So all of them start with the phrase, tell me about. And it's like, Mm -hmm. tell me about a time when this happened or tell me about this experience or that experience. And you can answer this way, you can answer another way, but there's no one way to answer. And I think that's also what helps to keep it fresh so that if we go over the same cards again on the pages – you know, it doesn't matter because there's another, a whole other way I could answer them, you know, every time I play.
0: Right. Well, and you don't want them to be like yes and no questions because that's too simple.
1: Exactly. Totally. It's more about storytelling about, you know. Right. And that's another thing you when know, I say storytelling because I, I also play – another thing I've heard over and over is I'll play with some people that will say, oh, I'm not good at telling stories. Without a doubt, those people always do amazingly well because they're not overthinking it. And they just mm-hmm. tell something simple or they say, oh, you know, I'm not good at convincing people. And, but they don't overthink it and they tell the story and they end up coming through with something really creative or something that, you know, they didn't even think they had in them. So it's, it's been inspiring to play it with people and just to see them blossom and open up in ways that even surprises them. Yeah, this is true. It's
0: amazing how how people can learn that they have skills they didn't even know that they had. (laughs) Right,
1: right. And sometimes because, you know, when they're younger, maybe someone put them down or said something negative. So they just hold that on for years and years. And then they're in a different circumstance where they discover, oh, actually, that's a lie. Like, whatever that thing is that I've thought all this year isn't true. And it's great when you can have a circumstance where that that lie kind of undoes itself in front of your eyes. True true. I think a
0: lot of people think that you have to be a certain sort of person in order to tell a story, and, and mm. that's, you know, or, or you have to understand grammar to be able to write a story or whatever, mm. and basically you need an editor. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: Just again, <laughs>
0: and unfortunately some people don't have editors, but that, you know, that's another story. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I have a couple in mind, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. Um, so, So there's hundreds and hundreds of questions. Which questions do you think help somebody get to know the person they're dating or their spouse better? Are there certain types?
1: Yeah, I think questions that are character revealing, like, tell me about a time when you got angry about something or tell Mm -hmm. me about something you hope will be different in your life in five years. Tell me about a time when you felt loved, Uh, like things like that, that, that are, they're, they're unlocking questions or they're unlocking something about that person that reveals a little bit more of who they are. And, I think the goal is, you know, you're, you're playing and having a good time and, and that the, the walls are coming down, you know, that if, if people are trying to edit themselves or, you know, even subconsciously trying to protect themselves, that that just starts to kind of melt away and, and you just discover who the, the person r- really is. So, and I, I, I've always found too when I'm playing with people that people will ask follow-up questions too, because some people will say one answer and then as you ask follow-up questions you get even deeper into what that person is thinking about that particular issue or that thought and all of that i think helps unlock who that person is and helps paint an even clearer picture of, of who they are i don't know you can ask follow-up questions you can. It's, uh, it's up to the person if they want to answer them or not. <laughs> but um, you can, after you ask the questions, you can ask the follow-up questions. So they do have
0: veto power. Okay, good to know. Yes,
1: exactly. Yes, and sometimes people say, "Okay, no more questions." After they, you know, because people (laughs) will say really wild things, and you just think, "Is that? Can that possibly be true?" And so you ask more questions, more questions, and they do a good job answering. But then at some point, they'll say, "Okay, no more questions. Let's. It's time to vote." (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, they answer really good though. That that could be very convincing too. So, okay,
1: yeah, completely yeah. yes. And sometimes I've shut down questions to because I'm trying to it can make people think I'm not telling a true story when I really am. But because people think, oh, they're, he's shutting down questions, he must be, you know, making it up. But it's not. It's, that's not always true.
0: Well, yeah, because if you're making up, it, it can get hard to keep straight all the the whatever <laughs> all the details. Right.
1: So, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. huh. Now, I me and a, a group of other coaches wrote a book about dysfunctional families at holiday time. Mm. Cuz holiday time can be really rough. Mm. You know, dealing with all the family, you know, hoopla, which you can't mm. just, you know, get together with families at reunions and whatever without all the hoopla, shall we say. Mm. I, I right. figure hoopla is a better way to say it than some other ways you could say it. So and <laughs> how how can families avoid drama in their conversations with with their family members, which we, we all love to see,
1: but can be a little <laughs> stressful at times? This is true. <laughs> well, that <laughs> was one of my hopes of the game is that people can take it with them to holiday gatherings because it's a way of focusing the conversation because sometimes, you know, I mean, things can get tense when people start talking about things that make other people feel uncomfortable or things that, you know, you know are going to hit a sore spot. So I thought, okay, well here, you can bring something like this to that gathering and that way you can focus in on what people are talking about the the questions that they're answering, and you can do it in kind of a fun way. I mean, beyond that, uh, you know, I I found that um, just one is, how you know, being able to set a boundary if there's something that you know is going to create difficulties or it's going to be really hurtful just to say, you know what, I'd prefer not to talk about that, move on. I think another tactic is connect and redirect where you're connecting with what that person says, but then you're redirecting it to a new conversation. So they don't feel dismissed by what you're saying, but they're they're feeling, okay, they heard me, but now I'm directing it to something entirely different. Um, and then another, another tactic is uh, I call agree and disagree with where... Someone will say something, and you don't you don't have to agree. Like if someone says something that's so inflammatory, or something that you just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. That you know, you can agree that that person believes that, or you can understand. Okay, I understand that's where you're coming from, and then and then come up with a, a disagreement with why you don't necessarily why you don't necessarily see it that way. But I found that when you first agree with them or find a way to find that common ground there's just less defensiveness that's happening where that person doesn't feel dismissed. They feel like, okay, they're actually listening to what I have to say, but then they're also, you know, sharing their own heart, their own thoughts. And I find that people are much more open when that's the tactic that you take. True. True.
0: Well, and, in, in having, having this in a game format and you've put in enough variables that can diffuse certain situations, I would think.
1: Mm, Right. Yeah. I mean, usually the one thing that people experience the most as they're playing or pulling my leg is laughter. Like people are crying with laughter. I mean, as they're thinking of, as they're sharing stories, as they're trying to figure out if another story is true or not, it's just hard not to have a smile on your face. <laughs> right, right. And, and you're not going to have a lot of tension if you're all smiling and laughing. I mean, that's, that's going to diffuse the tension in the room. <laughs> well, that's it. You've got the
0: is it true, is it not. You've got right. the I mean, you're picking the different questions. You've got the, the, right. you know, the betting the different points. You've got enough of those sort of things in there that if things are getting intense, you you should be able to, to like I said, defuse things and, and, you know, get it more lighthearted. So right. is, is there ever times when people are playing the games that it does get too personal
1: and it does get a little too tense? You know, I, I, I put in some safeguards in the game so that that doesn't, you know, happen. And the one safeguard is that, I mean, one, you can, You can not, uh, you can, you're choosing your own question. And if you don't like any of the questions on a card, you just, you can pay a point and go on to another card. So uh, that is one way. And another is if someone does share something personal and, and people ask, if someone does share something personal and people ask follow up questions that the person doesn't want to answer, then they say, you know, no questions. I've had times where people do share really, deeply personal answers and i thought oh wow like I, at first i thought oh they were just doing that because they're because it's i mean this is obviously not true because they shared something that was like that it feels like it's not something you necessarily share during a game but then it turned out to be true and so i've discovered that people they actually like that they can share something a little bit deeper in the context of a game, it's almost like feels safer for them to do so. Uh, so that's been, that's been really interesting for me, uh, experiencing that with people that I've played with. And it can create a roller coaster of emotion sometimes because you're like, whoa, like that's, wow, that's really heavy. I mean, I'm really sorry they had to deal with that or they went through that. But then you move on to another question, and the next question is hilarious. So it's, it usually doesn't stay in that place, uh, but it does create a just a, a very interesting collaty of experiences as you're as you're playing with people. It can be all over the place depending on the crowd that you're playing it with.
0: I've I've had things that are that are terrible that happen and gotten to the point where I I just need to get it out. I need to just mm. say, say it, huh. and I don't need any real reaction. Mm. I just it, it's it's like the words just need to come out of my mouth, mm. and then that helps. You know, oh, I, I just completely. need I just need another human to hear
1: that mm. it happened, right. and then
0: that, that seems to help release the emotions and get them out of my body. Mm. And and I think. I mean, I, I can't be the only person that help that does, but sometimes just getting it out of out of you, and not holding it in any longer does does help emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. So, it
1: oh, sort of oh, know, and so it could be the same sort of thing with other people.
0: You know, just just getting just getting it out. You know, because if you if you hold it in, hold it in, and hold it in, so it could be the same sort of thing.
1: Totally. Yes, absolutely. I think all of us have that part of us. And, and sometimes we just don't have the opportunity to talk about whatever it is, because the question hasn't necessarily been asked, or the circumstances haven't felt right. And when you're with people that you feel safe around, it's like, okay, I'm going to open up about this and talk about it. And that can be very healing. And it can also Mm -hmm. really help you just grow a lot closer to the people that you're with, too.
0: Right. And like I said, you just you just need to get it out. And like I said, once you do, I I had something like that and was having nightmares every night, no sleep, that kind of thing. Uh, and as soon as wow. I got it out, the nightmares stopped. And haven't had another mm. nightmare.
1: Sleep. And it's been years. That's amazing! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that was your body telling you that you need to get it out. You know, yeah. your imagination yeah. is telling you, hey, because we're built yeah. for community. I mean, I think we're built to have those kinds of relationships with others and that, that kind of loving community. And so it's like when mm-hmm. when there are times where we're not, like, leaning into that, I think our bodies can tell us, hey, you do need to lean into this. It's going to be really good for you. Yeah.
0: I mean, just – I'm it's kind of an extreme example, but, I mean, just, just something that, that popped into my head when you said that. And like I said, it just – I mean, the nightmare stopped that day. And like I said, I haven't wow. had another person. So, mm-hmm. I mean – it could, could have been the same kind of thing for them.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: So now you created a junior version. Why a junior version, and, and what, what kind of difference have you heard about that?
1: Well, I was hearing, I was getting feedback from parents where they were saying, oh, we'd love to play this with our younger kids, but there are some questions that are for an older life experience like there's no there are no inappropriate questions and you're pulling my leg but there are questions like tell me about an experience dating or tell me about your first job or things like that the kids you know obviously have an experience so the junior version i had i came up with new questions that that had to do with things that parents wouldn't necessarily know about so Another thing I found with um, families that have been you know living together and they know each other well is that for the you're pulling my leg version, it's like, okay, well they, they've had all their experiences together, so they know all the answers to these questions. But so on the junior version, I came up with questions that m- go more inward, go, go more toward thoughts, feelings, things that you don't necessarily know as a parent. And so that, that, was, that was a fun process coming up with that, but then the feedback that I've gotten from parents is that it's really helped them to get to know their kids in new ways, and sometimes unexpected, surprising ways that they just didn't before, because again, these are questions that you don't naturally come up with in conversations. I mean, you're around your kids all the time. You're not asking them about their you know, particular feelings or thoughts about this or that or you know, one of the questions is like, what kind of animal would you be if you, you could? And I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't ask my kids that question, but in asking them that question, I find out something about them, uh, that I wouldn't know otherwise. But so, so yeah, so I just, it helped to open up the game to families with kids. And I know, I mean, my kids are actually younger. And they still love playing it, even though I think I I had it start at age seven, as I recall, for the junior version. But my um, kids now are uh, five and eight, and even my five-year-old just loves answering the questions. So Mm -hmm. it is really fun for me to just hear their answers. It's very precious to just hear what they're sharing and talking with me about. Interesting. Interesting. So they're used to answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When, you're, uh, when your dad creates games, it's, just, it's par for the course. So it was really okay. cute because like, they, they play all my games, except for Jabberjock, which you have to write for that game. Right. And My daughter is now old enough to play it, but my son is not yet. So the other day my son came up to me and said, "You're." Daddy, your your games are my favorite games to play. And I said, "Oh, that's so that's so precious." I just loved hearing that from him.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is, has he worked with you to create a game yet?
1: No, I get, they're very inspiring to me. I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm finishing up my second feature film now, and I'm working on a new novel and new, you know, screenplays and things. So I, I definitely look to them to for yeah, their just my experiences with them for inspiration. And and actually, uh, something my daughter shared with me probably about a year ago ended up making it into uh, a novel that like a fantasy novel that I'm. I'm working on now. Um, so yeah, I, I find them very inspiring. And
0: and so tell me, when you were at Disney Disneyland, were, did you do a lot of people watching?
1: I did. I mean, it's a natural. Like when I'm done writing, I, I would I would look out, I'd watch people, see how they're interacting, how they're talking with each other. And it's funny because I it was I I, I almost never saw someone else with a laptop because who would bring your laptop to Disneyland? But people would look at me and they kind of give me angry glares because they would assume that I'm a workaholic. Like, they would think I'm a bad dad. Like, I came to Disneyland. I brought my work with me. What am I thinking? So, at one point, a little boy actually came up to me and he said, you shouldn't be working at Disneyland. And I thought, oh, I mean, it's really cute. Like, I was like, "Kid, this is my office. You don't get it. But uh yeah. So another time I was it was late at night and I was working in a section called Critter Country and the the fireworks are going off and someone passed by me and he said, That is so cool and I said, What's so cool? And he said Oh, I thought you were controlling the fireworks. (laughs) I get get a lot of interesting interactions with people like that. It's just unusual because everyone's like they're on vacation, they're getting through their day and trying to do as many rides as they can. And then here's a guy sitting on a bench working on a laptop.
0: Yeah. It's like when I'm on the beach with my laptop working and they're like, but you're at the beach. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm working at the beach. <laughs> you're missing the point. <laughs> Obviously, right. you're not focusing on the right part of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on the deck in the sun with my feet up working on the beach. You're missing it.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs>
0: I, people just don't focus on the right part of that scenario. And when I take a break, I'm going to be in the water. Come on, folks.
1: That's great. Funny. love it.
0: When the pandemic happened, you created a new version of the game.
1: Yes. Tell us about that. The previous first version of the game had over 200 cards. It had a shaker, a die. It had tokens and a little bag. Uh, and it just was not very practical for the new era that we entered into. Like I found that a lot of people wanted to be able to play games over zoom. They wanted to, a more easy way to transport the games to, uh, you know, and I, and I frankly wanted them to be made in America as well. Um, so I, yeah, so I, I tested it and I came up with a new version. I, I, I re, I created new rules a new way of playing it. And then I tested it with several different groups of people over zoom and then tested it with my wife as well. And I realized, Oh my gosh, like here's a new version where that's completely contained within the book. You don't need all the extra pieces and it's a super portable. You can play it over zoom and it suddenly it became this thing that you could use anywhere and get to know anyone. So we played it with our neighbors And we became friends with our neighbors that way. I mean, here are people that we saw, you know, know, while we're getting mail and said, hi, hi, you know, but then it never went beyond that. And I said, hey, do you want to play this game together? And they said, yes. So we learned all kinds of things about each other. And in that process, you know, started to build a friendship. And we still, we continue to talk to this day. So that's been my, my hope is that people can use it to, Get to know their their friends, get to know their family better. I mean, sometimes people can't physically be with each other, but they can over Zoom or a video call. And so it's so that's what the new version lets people to do. They can have fun, they can laugh, and meanwhile they're they're building relationships.
0: Awesome. And and you don't have to wear a mask over Zoom.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right.
0: The people drive me they're in their car alone with a mask on.
1: Like, oh, Come on, people.
0: <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> okay. So do you want to tell the listeners how they can
1: find their own copy? Absolutely. You can find it anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Um, If you want links to it or to find out more about this game and other games, you can go to MorningStarGames.com. Again, that is MorningStarGames.com. If you want to find out more about me, about my movies, novels, you can go to my name, AlanWolf.com. And that's spelled A-L-L-E-N-W-O-L-F, AlanWolf.com. And that that website also has a link to the games as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been fun talking. I've enjoyed this.
1: It's been great talking with you as well.
0: And when um, Hope comes out, I think we should talk about that. It's, it's, um, oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Look, That'll very interesting. Very interesting. Like I said, I was, I was reading the description on that. I Well, I was checking your author page on, on Amazon, and I was getting all the scoop. Oh. And, and I also discovered that um, you're pulling my leg is you have a German edition also, I believe.
1: <laughs> That's right. I do. It's in English and in German. <laughs> yep. See, I, I,
0: I, I know Amazon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah, that was a fun sure. process to hear it translate. And so people can play it anywhere in the world.
0: As, as authors, gotta gotta know Amazon. Gotta know how to work it. <laughs>
1: so. True, this is true. <laughs>
0: all right. So I will have a replay of the show, and I will have links to all of Alan's information and the game website and his website and all that on my website. If you go to www. dot dot com slash pulling my leg. So thank you very much for being here with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.